Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bankruptcy Resource Radio. I'm Steve Peck. If you're considering filing for bankruptcy, then this is the program you need to hear. We're going to help you understand the process of bankruptcy, and we'll show you ways to regain control of your life during this trying time. You're going to learn how to stop a foreclosure and wage garnishments, and we'll show you how to discharge your debts and stop creditors from hassling you. You know, bankruptcy used to be something individuals and companies were ashamed of. But now in the light of current economic conditions and with some of the largest companies in the world filing for bankruptcy, this subject is being brought out of the closet and into the mainstream. My guest today is attorney Douglas Cuthy, an expert in the field of bankruptcy law. Thanks for being on the program, Doug. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, let's start from the top. Why don't you explain to us what exactly is bankruptcy? Well, bankruptcy is a legal procedure that's been around for many, many years. It allows people who have fallen into debt to dissolve their debts and keep their assets. It's a very trying time for a lot of these people, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, Most people, when they come to me, are very stressed out by the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The problems they face are absolutely overwhelming. Usually, they're in a position where somebody is seizing their wages or trying to foreclose on their house. Or the creditors are just calling them to the point of distraction. I can stop all of that. So tell us who files for bankruptcy. Anybody can file for bankruptcy. I have businesses that file. I have individuals that file. I have families as a whole that file. Uh, Most of the time I'm trying to stop foreclosures for people because of the way the economy is going and the fact that the banks have absolutely no mercy on them. Other times, I'm just trying to get creditors off of people's backs. The calls can just be completely overwhelming. So what about the reasons? There must be many. What are those reasons for filing for bankruptcy? Well, if you look at the website here, you'll see that I list 19 of them. I can't tell you all of them off the top of my head, but I can tell you the number one reasons that people call me are foreclosures, garnishments, creditor harassment, tax debts, student loans. Every one of those can be dealt with in one way or another in bankruptcy. So how do you know when to do that? I mean, at what point should an individual or a company file for bankruptcy? They should file for, They should consider filing for bankruptcy as soon as they realize they're in financial trouble. The biggest mistake that people make is waiting too long to, to look into a bankruptcy solution. For example, with a foreclosure, the end process in the foreclosure is called a sheriff's sale. At that point in time, the sheriff actually sells the house to the bank for the amount that's outstanding on the mortgage. If that sheriff sale takes place, there is absolutely nothing I can do to reverse it. But if you come into me before then, I can file a bankruptcy that stops the foreclosure proceedings before the sheriff sale can take place, and I can save the house. Why do you think people wait so long? Is it just that they're, they're very confused, they're very stressed? That's a good part of it. Quite often they're paralyzed. Quite often they don't think there is anything that they can do. Quite often people think with all the noise that was made about bankruptcy reform a few years ago that there is simply nothing left for them to do under the law. That's not true. Bankruptcy reform only eliminated a few people from filing, and even then they're still allowed to file Chapter 13. So you're speaking about the changes that occurred in October of 2005, that new Chapter 7 bankruptcy law? That's correct. Mm -hmm. 
So explain the process to us. How do you file? What's involved? Well, you come to see me. I interview you in regard to your financial condition, determine whether or not you have pressing problems that need to be dealt with on an emergency basis or whether we can wait to file. Uh, I gather information from you, explain to you the entire process in detail, how you get to keep your assets and how you'll get out of the debts when all is said and done, whether you're a candidate for a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. Once you understand all of that, and this, this explanation usually takes a good hour or so, uh, then you have the opportunity to move forward with it. If you want to move forward with it, I have paperwork that needs to be filled out. And we file that with the court. Everything's done electronically now, which makes it a lot easier than it used to be compared to the old days where you used to make lots and lots of papers and copies and right. mailing and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's quite convenient, actually. And it must be such a relief for people when they come to you because in that state of mind to hear that there's hope available, well, that's just priceless, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I've practiced law in just about every area of law that's available. And I can safely say that bankruptcy is the only one where I can be assured of a happy client at the end of the process. <laughs> That's great. I like to hear that. Uh, you mentioned uh, Chapter 7, 11, there's 13. All these numbers, break it down for us. What is the difference between Chapter 7, 11, and 13? Well, Chapter 7 is a bankruptcy for either businesses or individuals. It's commonly referred to as a liquidation. For individuals, that doesn't mean anything because they get exemptions, things that the trustee can't take and sell. Um, so most individuals get to keep all of their assets in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. A business is a little different. The assets are going to go to satisfy the creditors. In the end, no matter how you slice it, it's the simplest and fastest way to file bankruptcy. It gives you a complete relief from all of your debts. Chapter 13 is a debt restructuring plan for individuals. That's used to cure foreclosures. It's used for problems where you have too much equity and you can't take advantage of the exemptions in a Chapter 7. It's used if you have too high of an income and you don't qualify under bankruptcy reform for a Chapter 7. Chapter 11 is a debt restructuring program for businesses. It's complicated and it helps for small to medium-sized businesses that could actually stay afloat. So you work with both individuals and companies yes. throughout this bankruptcy a process? Absolutely. And I do things outside of bankruptcy. Sometimes it's not advantageous to file the bankruptcy immediately for various reasons that have to do with bankruptcy law. And as a result of that, I'll sometimes litigate cases in state court or something to make sure that the timing is proper to actually file the bankruptcy. So the situation you're in delegates which one of these you file, whether it be 7 or 13 or even 11 if you're a business? That's correct. And what about the repercussions of filing? Uh, are some better than others? What happens when I filed bankruptcy? We've heard it stays on your record. Explain that to us. Well, yes, it stays on your credit record, but believe it or not, uh, you'll get, be able to get credit almost immediately. The only thing that it really impacts is your ability to finance a mortgage. That usually takes about three or four years to rehabilitate your credit after that. On the other hand, uh, you'll get credit cards immediately. Really? Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is you can't file again for eight years after you get your discharge. And the credit card companies know it, and being the kind, gentle people that they are, they're more than happy to string <laughs> you out again. 
Isn't that nice? My goodness. Well, so let's talk about what people are really concerned about when they go through this process. They're concerned about losing their house and their car and all of their other assets, but especially the home and the car. Do you get to keep those? You get to keep them. Um, In a Chapter 7, you can do what's called reaffirming the debt, which means despite the bankruptcy, you're going to keep the property and pay for it. In a Chapter 13, since you're paying some of your debt back with a debt repayment plan, you get to keep it anyways. That's good news. I mean, that's really good news. And you can help with all of that. Absolutely. I have done, I've been doing this for probably 23, 24 years now. I can safely say I've done probably 12 to 1,500 bankruptcies. It's very little that surprises me. So how do you stop a foreclosure on a house? Well, just the filing of the papers stops the foreclosure. It's called uh, the automatic stay under the bankruptcy code. Mm-hmm. As soon as the papers are filed, something the automatic stay goes into effect. And that is an order to all of your creditors to leave you alone. They can't call. They can't write. They can't sue. They can't garnish. They can't foreclose. There's not a thing they can do. And if they try it, they're going to get in big trouble with the court. They're going to get fined, and they're going to have to pay my attorney's fees to go down and deal with them. But you still have to pay for the house at that point. It, it uh, foregoes your past debt, but what about the expenses from that point forward? Well, if you're going to keep your assets, you have to keep paying for them. You also have the option of surrendering them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll have people come to me, and they'll say, well, my house is underwater. The economy is never going to ever going to recover to the point where I'm going to get equity back in my house. Under that condition, you can go into bankruptcy. You can tell the bank, sorry, don't want the house anymore. Bank gets the house back, and you don't have to pay a penny for it. You can also do that with a car. Quite often, I have people come to me, they have a car that's two or three years old, and they're going to go bankrupt. And the car's got a lot of miles on it, or it's been a lemon, but they're stuck with it in the middle of the payment plan. Mm-hmm. In the bankruptcy, they can say, sorry, you get to have this lemon back, and I'm not going to pay for it anymore. Wow. Yeah, bankruptcy is a very favorable thing. People don't realize what you can do in a bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us have heard so many times that, yes, you can file, but if you do, your future's bleak. And you're here telling us that that's just not the case. It's not the case. It's designed to protect people's assets and to allow them a fresh start without having to borrow again. One of the worst things, too, for people going through this whole process is the creditors. They keep calling and calling, and they're not always doing it, I don't think, the legal fair way. They sometimes use some muscle power. You can actually stop them from doing that? The filing constitutes the automatic stay. Prior to the filing of the paperwork, there's something called the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which is a federal statute. If the creditors call and the clients inform the creditors that they are represented by an attorney and that they are to contact the attorney only from now on in regard to the debt, they'll call me, I'll confirm my representation, and if they call the client again, they're subject to penalties under that act. That act requires a $1,000 per violation fine plus my attorney's fees. The creditors know that and they're usually pretty good about it. 
Every now and then I catch one that isn't, and I sue them. My client makes money. And a lot of times when people are going through financial difficulties, they're also having difficulties with the IRS. What if that's the case? Is there any relief from that? There is. If you filed your tax returns, you can get a complete discharge as long as the tax debt is over three years old. On the other hand, if you haven't filed your tax returns, you can file a Chapter 13, and in the Chapter 13, you can manage those uh, taxes. The outrageous penalties stop. They don't accrue anymore. And you get a payment plan that's not dictated by the IRS. What if you've already reached a point with your creditors where, let's say, you have a car and uh, they've even repossessed it? They've taken it away from you. Anything you can do about that? Absolutely. That's called a deficiency judgment. What they always do when you breach a lease or when you have uh, had the car repossessed is they sue and they take a judgment. And the judgment is always for far more than the car is worth. It's not even fair. I mean, they'll come in, you know, with a car that's, you know, worth probably fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars They'll sell it for six and they'll come after you for the balance. You can get rid of that deficiency judgment completely in bankruptcy. That's good relief and good to know. And then there are people who are having medical issues, lots of bills. What about that? Will bankruptcy provide any kind of help for people who have these medical bills? Absolutely. Medical bills are completely dischargeable. And there's never a fight about them. They're black and white. They're gone. This is great information. For anyone going through this, I highly recommend you talk to Douglas Cuthy. He's the man that really can help you through this process. And the point to take away from this whole program is that there is life after bankruptcy and your financial future doesn't have to be bleak and hopeless. So thanks again to you, Attorney Douglas Cuthy, for helping us understand the bankruptcy process and for offering us hope. I think that's what's really important here. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Attorney Douglas Cuthy. He's available for a free consultation. His phone number is 248-432-1612. Again, call him. He'll help you. 248-432-1612. Attorney Douglas Cuthy. Or visit him on the web. BankruptcyLawyersPLLC.com. That's all one word. BankruptcyLawyersPLLC.com. It's been a pleasure doing this program. I hope it's helped you. My name's Steve Peck. I'll talk to you again soon.